Hello, and welcome to a special bonus episode of Downtime with the Cranston Public Library. This is a snippet of our conversation with Kate and Angela from the Providence Public Library about their LBGT plus archives specific to Rhode Island history. This clip didn't make it into the final cut, but we wanted to share it with you since it had a little more information about the oral history aspect of their project and how someone could record an oral history. So we hope you enjoy it. We made a podcast. (laughs) Thank you. I'm glad that we finally were able to work this out. You said you talked to Mev, right? Mev Miller a couple weeks ago. She's awesome. Mev is awesome. Okay. I was going to say, you guys talked to her, right? Yeah, we have. She's she's been awesome. She's been hugely supportive and has come in to do research herself. And um, I think she's a good example of where we sort of see ourselves as uh, um, partnering organization. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think there's room enough for everybody in the, in the field, there's obviously tons to be collected. Um, and so she's a great example of sort of the work she's trying to do, which is very focused on lesbian, the lesbian community and lesbian history. Um, but she's been super generous about connecting us with people and vice versa. So yeah, she's great. I just did um, metadata for the Meth Miller oral history and just from doing the metadata, I was like, wow, this person's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and she did an oral history for you guys? Yeah, so mm-hmm. someone interviewed Mev, and then in order to post the oral history, I, like, you know, put together all of the subject headings, et cetera. Yeah, so it was such we, a good interview. Our oral history is hopefully will be up online on our digital repository by the end of this month. We've been working out a couple of, um, turns out that, that getting up multiple digital assets where it's like a recording file plus a transcription on our platform is not as easy or straightforward as one might think. So our folks in the development end are scrambling to try to figure out that side of it. But yeah, yeah, they'll be up soon. Hopefully. And do you guys have like interviewers for the oral histories? Is it like story core style? It's so, this is, I guess, the most recent iteration. There have been some that weren't exactly this, but youth are trained in how to conduct an oral history. And youth is pretty broad. Like some of them are high schoolers, but also some of them are older than that. Um, but youth are trained on how to conduct an oral history interview. And then they interview someone who for them would be considered an LGBTQ elder. Yeah. And that elder could be 25. Like there's no, it's older than the person being interviewed really. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it started, we've, we've taken on some oral history collections that were done um, by a scholar um, for Rhode Island Foundation. And then that same scholar taught at Brown a class on oral history. So we've gotten that classes group of oral histories. And then the other ones that Angela's talking about um, have been funded by Rich for us to actually pay the students, which is nice. They got a stipend for participating. And, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was like, I'll interview someone for an oral history. Because I mean, I don't think my I don't yeah. think my oral history is that except I mean I know you guys were saying about like everyone thinks yeah. that their that their life is in history but I mean like I don't know what I would say in the oral history about like grew up in situate was terrified I wouldn't have any friends for coming out came out at 20 um that's no, that would be uh, awesome. Please no. if you I'm going to send you the nomination form. So we just finished up our summer group um but we're sort of keeping a rolling list of people willing to be interviewed and I think truly like First of all, the idea of, I think we have more representation of people probably in 
Providence than anywhere else in Rhode Island. So actually knowing you're from Situate would be awesome. Um, (laughs) And I think we've, I know, gee, I don't know if you know Eli Nixon, who's a good friend of Angela's, but Eli grew up in South County. So like, that's probably one of the, and then we've got some folks who were from Newport, but um, yeah, getting folks who are from more rural suburbs um, would be awesome. Yeah. Um, and also Kate Montero, who Kate mentioned earlier, who is, um, a retired professor from Roger Williams Williams. and has just done a huge amount of personal research on, um, like gay bars and other LGBTQ community spaces, grew up in Burlville and came out very young. And I feel like that's one of the only people that I know about when people are talking about, like rural queer life in Rhode Island. And I was like, well, there's Kate Montero. Mm-hmm. She was definitely out as a teenager in Burlville. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She was advocating in what the late seventies, Angela, yeah. I think at the state house as yeah. a teenager. She was like, wow, on some yeah. kind of like, I don't want to say debate club, but some kind of like teen club was like debating like gay and lesbian rights at the state house as a teenager. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. See, yeah, it's stuff like that that I really love and was trying to get at in our conversation. Like, I took a whole queer Shakespeare class, like Shakespeare through queer theory, and I loved it. It was so much. It was so great. But like, because I keep coming back to this thing of like, we were always here. Yeah. So I I feel like it's so affirming to, to be like, we were always here. And so to not just be like, well, kids these days, they. Yeah. Well, they like men and they like women and they like other people who aren't like that. And it's like, this isn't a newfangled thing. Um, we I would also say in terms of oral history is something that I think that young people are also really hungry for. Like we have all these people who have done like crazy, amazing things with their lives or been really politically active. But like there's also a lot of interest in people where it's just like so-and-so grew up in a place. They came out. They have a family or they don't like this is what their life is like, like just like people doing a thing and not necessarily being some kind of like superstar scholar or activist is a thing that I think also there's a lot of interest in and less documentation of mm-hmm. um, just like yeah. Rhode Islanders. I- We'll say we had um, somebody came through on a tour one day and we had materials pulled out from the Kim Deacon collection, which just shows like literally it's, you know, Kodak snapshots from inside a bar in the 1980s. Like it's it's the kinds of things that you pictures you took of with your friends, but just from, you know, inside a bar. And this guy came in and he was asking a lot of questions about it. So we were talking about what the picture was. And in particular, he was looking at a picture of just two guys with their arms around each other sitting at a bar. And I think it was like circa 1984. And um, he got like really emotional. And he said, you know, I'm from um, Palestine and I left a couple of years ago because you, I can't be out there. And it's amazing to see that like, 30, 40 years ago, there was a place that people could just go and be themselves. And he was like, you know, I was so hungry for that. And that was why I left the country I was born in. And just that realization, I think of, you know, like exactly what you're saying, Angela, that just regular life continues and how important that is. And, and knowing that like that documentation of just regular life is, Mm -hmm. is part of what makes it compelling. Um, I think that sort of, and and we forget sometimes when it's like the big moments of history that sometimes actually what's more resonating is actually just like, oh yeah, you can just live your life, you know? Yeah. 
Okay, then I will nominate myself. Yes, yes please. Yes. I'm going to send you the nomination. Who can't wait to ask you about your life. <laughs> Well, yes, thank you. I'm sorry we kept you like over time. No, it's great. Thanks for inviting us. You're keeping us from having to go work with genealogists. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, keep us posted on how it goes if you have any questions or anything. All right. If you want us to look up the actual name of the Rhode Island State Historic Preservation and something, something, something commission. It's like an increasingly long acronym and they change it every few years. Just like the LBGTQIA plus acronym. Yep. Yep. I know we, we considered naming this like the community archive for anybody who's not straight, but (laughs) it doesn't like quite, it's, it's hard to like make a logo for that. Right. It was like pretty much what we wanted. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I will subscribe to the podcast. (laughs) I live in silence, so I won't, but I'll definitely <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> All right. Well, well both of you have you. a great day. Yeah, okay, you too. You too. Bye. Bye.